tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. All men and women created by the goal, you know the you know the It's going to say, you want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. You want to claim this land as a land of the free? Now show me that. Defend that. Celebrate that in your classroom. Then stand up and sing about the land of the free. Which do you like more, Congress or lice? <laughs> Well, we like lice. Here's my eight words people need to stop redefining. Hate, victim, hero, shame, violence, survivor, phobic, and white supremacist. That America's leading industry is still the manufacture, distribution, packaging, and marketing of bullshit. Ready? I am absolutely ready, sir. Well, we we are going to start today because we had some a little bit of communication, not a whole lot, but we had a little bit, and it was from our buddy and pal Yepix. Yepix, two nine nine. Now Yepix's response was directed actually towards you, Sean, and it was. What did I do this time? I agree with Sean that things were better with Bill Clinton. Now, but there's a but. But. He was also went to Epstein's island. So, not sure we should be oh, idolizing uh, pedophiles. I don't idolize any of them. I just said if I had to pick a president, <laughs> that's the guy. You know, like. And, and for the record, it's not pedophile. It's minor attracted persons. Do not get me started <laughs> on the minor attracted person. Not like it's it's offensive to pedophiles to call them a pedophile. Well, I don't really give a shit. What's offensive to pedophiles? Is it offensive to pedophiles to cut their balls off? God, you know, like I, it's it's you know it's gotten out of hand when like whose idea was it that pedophiles needed protection? Like whose idea? Like. Literally, like other than the now, Nazis, I'm sure someone, I can not sure, figure another group. I'm sure that, I hate that I'm probably going to get some pushback from this, but the thing, the person who actually came up with it, honest to God, looks like a pedophile to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm sure, I'm sure someone's head out in the world just exploded, but I, when it comes to pedophiles, I don't care. Honestly, most middle-aged men look like serial rapist and, and like if you get us on our natural resting dude bitch face most of us with receding hair of middle age look like rapists and 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 serial killers uh well that's probably who they're talking about in these clubs that you guys were talking about on wa where you know if you stare at someone you might get thrown out or if you glance at someone you may be thrown out for staring at them oh for sure for sure and if if you're hot it's okay. If you're a middle-aged balding guy, you're gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There was um, give, give a small example. We, uh, I, as, as some of you who have been listening long enough know, I love inline skating. I have since I was young. 
uh, since it first came out, I, I loved it. I was uh, fairly decent at it. And our girls, uh, I of which I have two, love to go to the skate skating ring, which they still have. And I don't know if it's as big a thing anywhere else, but Texas loves skating. Oh, we have one that exists here. I think my daughter went to it once. Yeah, we have skating rings all over, like like roller derby's still big here, right? Like no, but roller derby's awesome. It is awesome. Shannon was going to be a roller derby girl. She actually got accepted onto a team. And then we found out like weeks later she was pregnant. Well, there, there, there that goes. Um, and she just never really has been in that same shape again. See, now uh, you but, have guilt. Your mother gave up roller derby for you. Oh, man, we freaking loved roller derby. I mean, we really did. It was really cool. And I did like some of the posters for it. And we, she had the skates and she had the skills and she, I mean, she's good on quads and and like she was super into it and everything and then kayla uh <laughs> damn it well I, you know uh, look I, I i've spoken with shannon though i've not met her in person but i get the impression that she can throw an elbow oh yeah not not only can she she likes hitting people all right <laughs> it's a special kind of thing that she has but anyway so there's still roller rinks in Texas, and we bring the child, uh, the children to them for their birthday parties, and the girls, you know, totter around and skate around, and they're actually pretty decent, and some like quads better, like my, my eldest likes quads, and my youngest likes blades, and, and, you know, we go to these parties and everything, and Shannon's like, hey, why don't you go and take a couple of laps and skate around for a little while, and then uh, I'll bring the girls out to you, and I'm like, I can't do that. She's like, Why? She's like, did you forget your? I know you have your skates. You just you just put new wheels on them. I'm like, yeah, I know. I can't do that. She's like, why? I'm like, okay. I'm gonna explain the reality to you, but you are a middle aged mother with children. <laughs> okay, there is no place around here that you cannot go by yourself or with children, and everything's okay, right? You can do that. I am a middle-aged man with receding hair in the middle of a children's skating rink. I not only look like I'm a perp, I will be treated as such unless I have my daughter who looks exactly like me skating next to me or I'm holding hands with you. All right? The mothers will grab their children away from me. Look around. How many other middle-aged dudes do you see here? Baby, avoid the middle-aged white man. <laughs> right. Like, the society has chosen that this, this archetype here is just bad, right? Like, I am the root of – middle-aged white men are the root of all the world's problems. And if you want to find a haven of liberalism – Go talk to millennial white women, and they will tell you that my age group and uh, cultural background are the root of all problems and probably are actively committing crimes at the moment, though they just can't see what I'm doing. That's what – what, and I, and I realize everybody's like, oh, let's cry for the poor white guy. But still, I'm just saying – it happens, all right? Like, nobody's interested in what I have to say. 
nobody. Nobody is interested in how the white middle-aged man feels about anything. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing. Which is why we have so many listeners that this podcast in which you have two middle-aged white men talking about their opinions on the world. Right, it's other middle-aged or close to middle-aged white guys. <laughs> Generally speaking, is going to be our demographic. I don't even have to look at the numbers. I can just tell you that's who's listening. Well, uh, well, we we you know we do have a little bit more from Yepix, just a little bit more, which is for the uh, record, I do not idolize Bill Clinton. I just said he was the last president I liked. <laughs> uh, he also said that he wouldn't call the people in California progressives. He says the term has been co-opted. Now, I will admit that if I hear the term progressive, it is in my brain synonymous with woke. Um, so I, I would love an explanation on that one. So I would just love an explanation of the people in California. Like, why are you still there? Like, you have legs, you haven't been tied to your chairs, you haven't, like, nobody's holding you hostage. Why are you still in California? It's, look, as much as we've talked about how different the culture is, even just between me living on the East Coast and you living in the South, there's even a bigger cultural slip when you actually make it to the West Coast. And I realize that, like, one in five people in the country live in California, so it's not like... Like, like I'm in the minority here, so are you. And you're on, you're in a way more populated area than I am, and we're still the minority here. Like, one in five people live in California. That's that's not even a joke. Statistically, that is accurate. Uh, but at the same time, I, I, look, there's there's political things that go on in Texas that I know that you're not exactly excited about. Absolutely. So it, I hate our senator. So. So I hate it, him. My guess is is that it's probably very very similar to that. They're probably looking around going, well, as much as I hate, uh, do I have the money to move? Now, I, and, I, and the worst part about it is I don't know this for a fact, but the closest thing to the way, the closest state to the way uh, California does their taxes is New Jersey, and New Jersey actually has an exit tax. You have to pay a tax to move out of the state. I wouldn't. What? It, it wouldn't surprise me if California had something similar. Well, California, I don't. I don't know if it passed or not because I just I got sick of it when I when I was watching. But California had that thing that they were going. They were trying to pass where the the ten year tax law. Did you yeah, hear about that? even ten years after you leave, you still owe them taxes. You still owe them taxes, so it goes down every every year, but. But they got you for 10 years because would, they would, assume your wealth came from California. I would I would love to see how they managed to enforce that. I mean, I, I guess they can just – I mean, they can audit you. I mean, just send the but, IRS but after you. Not for California taxes. Sure they can. They can't – no, they can send you the IRS after you for federal taxes. The IRS does not come after you for state taxes. That's the state's problem. Not yet. Okay, I, I'll give you that. I'm just saying at the moment that's where it is. I mean, the IRS. I mean, is, I mean the IRS is going to have a bunch of people sitting around looking for shit to audit people for. So I'm well, sure they'll probably get to go. Well, I guess we can take over the state stuff too. I I have no doubt. I have no doubt they would do that. And or you know, California would would appoint a special auditing division that that goes and gets their money from people like i i am positive but, but, that, that but could I, happen. The, the question is is that what would have to be figured out prior to that is the jurisdictional issues 
California, of which there would be many. Cal- California can obviously put out a warrant for your arrest for failure to pay taxes, but the state that you're in has to be willing to arrest you for it and send you back to California. Hmm. Which, you know, I wouldn't put past anybody at this point. Well, it depends on where you are. My guess is that if in your, the, if you're in New York, the answer is, well, yes, we're going to send you back. If you're in Texas, they're probably looking at you going, <laughs> you in California? Come on, let me buy you a beer. Yeah. Let me tell you how things are going to work here, partner. Yeah, it, it's – and and I know that California is – is probably the hub of many the uh, many of the things that come out of the media. Uh, it is Hollywood, California, is, and New York. Yeah, I, I mean, you do have those two opposing views, but you know, the, the simply put, L.A. is in California, and Hollywood is in California, and man, most I would say. 80, 90 percent of the 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 progressive or super liberal stuff or just the weird ass liberal ideas that you hear come through the media start in California. I'm not saying they have a monopoly on dumbassery. All right. Like New York and Chicago are there. OK, I did no no qualms about saying that at all. Uh, and and it's not like well, I mean it's, hell I mean I live in Delaware we have a rather impressive amount of dumbassery here it's just the fact that it affects so few people <laughs> exactly I mean it's, I mean it's Delaware <laughs> we're in Delaware. <laughs> It's just I mean, how many people I mean, do you have in the state? Uh, actually, the worst part of it is I'm not even sure, and I'm not fast enough with Google to find out. What I will say is that we actually have more area than Connecticut and Rhode Island put together, and yet Connecticut and Rhode Island are more interesting than Delaware is. Well, here's here's the uh, the least populated states. Uh, Delaware is number seven in the least populated states. You have nine. You don't even have a million people in the state. Really. In 2022, 990,334 people. I mean, the only major city is Wilmington, and it's and even as being quote unquote a major city, it's considered a suburb of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, the least populous states in order are Wyoming, Vermont. Wyoming starts with like just over 500,000. God, I've always wanted to move to Wyoming. <laughs> Vermont, D.C., which is not a state. But it is a separate, a special kind of thing. Alaska, which it's weird. Alaska has more than Wyoming and Vermont. Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, then Delaware. Then after Delaware is Rhode Island. Rhode Island has you beat. <laughs> As I said, Rhode Island, Connecticut. <laughs> we, we have more area than they do, but they're more interesting than we are. <laughs> So bad that Rhode Island is more interesting than Delaware. <laughs> uh, most populous states, by far, by 10 million people, uh, California is the most populous state with 39 million people in California as of 2022. The second and, most. And, and that's with a negative populous growth. growth. Yeah, a negative populous growth. Can you name me the second most populous state? Uh, it's either going to be Texas or New York. It is indeed Texas. Oh, there you go. 
Texas, uh, California has 39 million. Texas has 29 million. So they got 10 million less people. Now, um, that number has jumped up a great deal in the last well, five to well, 10 you, years. You're getting um, the California's negative populace. <laughs> You know, a lot of it, you know, it's spreading to like Nevada and Idaho and and like Boise for some reason and, and Arizona and stuff. But they are coming. A lot of them are coming to Texas and Florida, which is weird because, um, you know, we are the least like California state ever. And they're coming here and they're just there's a lot of culture shock. Uh, you can always tell a Californian like it is just freshly moved here because they ask weird questions and you're just like, no, why is everyone armed? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, that's a big one. Like you, that, that guy has a gun. Yeah, dude. He's, he's, he's open. Carry. Yeah. It's the only one that you know have a gun. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I've told this story on this guy's before too. Like three of the four people at this table have a gun. Like most of the people here have a gun. Oh my God. <laughs> he's just looking around. You can see the fear and it's like, we have guns, so we don't have to worry. <laughs> I wrote it down in my diary, so I wouldn't have to remember. Uh, we, we have that, so we don't worry about it. You know, like, this is not the greatest part of town. Um, what did you expect? <laughs> uh, they, they, what is the, another thing that, that is unfathomable for Californians is why everyone here has a truck. Like, if you, the, the 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 truck to car ratio is is way upside down here. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can just catch a Californian out. Like you know, like you can hear them order food and you're like that guy's from California. You know? <laughs> you, you mean they don't order a lot of avocado toast in 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 Dallas? Oh man, you know people make fun of that, but it's not even that. <laughs> um, it's not even that. It's it's. Is this gluten free? Oh, dude, that that sentence. Uh, what kinds of milk do you have? At <laughs> um, <laughs> which you get a very confused waitress going the white kind. Uh, like, what is just like looking around like what are you asking? Uh, now, some of the – they have some trendier places in Texas and stuff like that, but you don't walk into a barbecue place and ask what kind of vegetarian, gluten-free, and, and milk options you have. <laughs> I like, just see somebody walking into Bob's Barbecue going, oh do you God. have a vegan option? <laughs> I've heard that question, you know? And you're like, dude, you're going to get your ass beat. And by definition, we're not going to help, right? I still, I still like the quote from uh, uh, Hank King of the Hill. <laughs> Son, this is a medium rare steak. What happens if somebody wants it to be well done? <laughs> then we politely yet forcefully ask them to leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no. No, we don't do that. Uh, it's just... <laughs> It, it is kind of different. You get your California transplants and stuff like that. Um, they normally come with a Tesla or a, a Prius or, or something, and, and they all want to live in the city. They all want to live in the city. They're all like apartment liver, apartment goers and everything. And and then inevitably they'll go to somebody's house and go, oh, my God, this must cost a fortune. And you're like, no, not really. No? <laughs> no? It's like it's just a house, man. It's all good. And then uh, – you know, this year is a bad example because everything's overinflated, but um, the house prices are going down here. I don't know if, about where you are, but they are going down here. But, um, yeah. Well, actually, what you're finding here is that they are going up because all new home construction has just come to a halt. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's happening. We can talk about that later, too. But uh, California, number one. Texas, number two. Number three, Florida with $21 million. Number four, New York. No surprise, $19 million. Number five, and I guess this is mostly just Philly and stuff, Pennsylvania, $12 million. There's a big jump between number well, four and number five. But you have two major cities in, in Pennsylvania. You've got both. You've got the Philadelphia metropolitan area, and then on the other side of the state, you've got the Pittsburgh metropolitan area. I would much rather be in Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh. That's like normal people. <laughs> well, it's, 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 a lot, it's a lot more blue collar than um, – uh, uh, Philadelphia is Pittsburgh, nice city. I like Pittsburgh. It's uh, it's always been. Now, I, I stop there. I will say there. whether it's legal for me to do so or not. I will not go into Philadelphia unarmed at the moment. Philly is just not a nice place. I I look not much props to all you Philly people. I I love you guys, but your your city is not fun. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. The city of brotherly love is uh, falling on some it, hard it, fucking times. It's obviously been several months, but when we did our uh, end of the year you know, gathering for the company I work for, we were in downtown Philly at a restaurant and we were sitting at a window right at the front of the restaurant. And it will, I mean, it was someplace where they were just had a carjacking like the day before or something of that nature. And the worst part about it is it wasn't even what you would call a bad part of town. And everybody's sitting there going, I wonder what happens if somebody starts shooting. And I'm the only one thinking, and my wife is kicking me under the table as I'm thinking to myself, we shoot back. Yeah, like, <laughs> see the problem, you know, I mean, but I mean, if you look at someplace like Texas that's gained like 10 million people in the last 20 years, uh, and then you look at something like uh, Pennsylvania that is is like rocketed up um, since the night since the, the you know, in the uh, I'd say in 2000 had what, 12 million. Now it's got 13 million. So it's not. Like Texas rocketed up, Pennsylvania not so much, you know. Or or you take the number tenth most populated state in the union, which is Michigan. Um, it's actually held exactly where it was because of the death of Detroit and some <laughs> of the other. They like well, it's not getting any. Growth. Well, you do know the next city that's going to die is correct. Die? Yes. No. Chicago. God, I hope so. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. If you I'm from Chicago, by the way. Guys, I lived in Chicago for a while. It is a shithole. Well, th- with that said, have, I, I'm, I'm assuming that you've seen both Escape from New York and Escape from L.A., correct? I have indeed. Okay. Um, if you ever really wanted to live in that environment, that is going to be Chicago as of January 23rd, unless something dramatic changes. Oh, yes. I, th- I saw that. Chicago has come to a point where they are no longer going to have cash bail or hold people for a good many crimes. Second degree murder, drug induced homicide, kidnapping. Uh, armed robbery, none of these things are you going to be held after you're arrested for. Yeah, uh, and what's funny is official growth, right? Official growth. Illinois is one of three states, Illinois, Mississippi, and West Virginia, that have gone down in total population. Um, and, and, like, minus... Point one percent, point zero one percent for but Illinois, but d- still, dude, you could actually live out your Lord Humongous fantasies in Chicago as of next year. Oh man, and get uh, away with it. That's the it best is, part. 
it is crazy, is it not? I mean, just just weird, just very strange. And and I'm like, uh, does nobody nobody sees this? Well, let's put it this way: what I would love to hear, and because I'm not seeing it, and as we've discussed before, I do not claim to be an exceedingly intelligent human being. I am not seeing a positive to doing this in any way, shape, or form. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself. Uh, hey, what Chicago is doing is a great idea. I would love it if you would explain to me. Send me, a, send us an email. It's um, gentlemen's soapbox at gmail dot com uh, or at gsbcast, which is our Twitter. Please come and tell me why you think that this is a good idea. And it's not once again for me to, uh, to 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 rib on you or anything of that nature. I am curious as to whether or not there is something that I'm missing. I don't know. Oh, I, and I I don't know what it is. I'm I'm it's it's one of those things where I'm going. I'm looking at this going. I'm hoping that there's somebody out there who's smarter than I am going. Oh no, this is going to be great, and this is exactly why. I uh, Chicago has has just. I mean, look, Chicago's been corrupt for a while, and and it's not like the leadership's corrupt. The this. I mean, the city officials are corrupt. I mean, it's just bad and i don't see it getting any better now what the actions they're taking like okay point here's here's an example when was the last time you heard a a politician get up and talk about in front of a camera to the american people talk about defund when was the last time you heard the words defund police in a positive light on television now I can tell you, during 2020, you heard it all over, and everybody was like, defund the police, defund the police. When was the last time you can remember hearing it from a public official? Uh, I've still heard it a couple of times from uh, Rashida Tlaib, I think is her name, Uh, sitting congressman, part of the quote-unquote squad. Mm. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I still heard a little bit about it from AOC from here and here and there, but I, I may be wrong about that one. Um, and definitely still hear it from uh, Ilhan Omar. It has become something that only super hardcore liberals say. Uh, it used to be all over. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to defund, we're going to defund the police, and we're going to make sure this is like community policing and, uh, you know, community this and that. And it's it was very popular to defund the police. And look at the cities. Look what happened to the cities or what is happening to the cities. All the ones now, I'm not saying the police get everything right. I live in a state where they just screwed up horribly in Uvalde, all right? I'm not saying police are the answer to everything. However, if there is no consequence to breaking the law, there is a certain demographic or not even demographic there is a certain percentage of citizenry that will if there are no consequences and their situation is dire enough they will commit any number of crimes because they can't lose effectively if there's no cops no rules no way of getting caught and no real consequences they will commit crime Stuff like theft, carjacking, killing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a certain demographic that will do that. There was a certain percentage that will do that. 
Well, but at the same time, you know, if you want to have a debate with whether or not cash bail is a good idea, I, you know, I can I can understand that. If you want to say that we shouldn't be holding people on bail for things like uh, possession of marijuana, I, I, I might actually agree with you right there. Yeah, I don't think that's something you but, need to hold people for anymore. But when you're talking about violent crimes, if someone is accused of a violent crime, I would even, you know, let's even be on the on the overly liberal side on this. I I could even imagine for things like uh, nonviolent burglary, burglary, shoplifting, things of that nature, anything that does not have a violent um, connotation to it or a violent issue going along with it, that if you want to suggest that that somebody of that nature that we're not going to spend the time and money to hold them, especially considering the fact that we do consider people innocent until proven guilty. I'm willing to have that argument. I'm willing to have that debate. With that said, when you start talking about people who are committed, have committed and are committing violent crimes, or even quite frankly, who has a justifiable um, uh, uh, indictment of uh, a, a violent crime, a, a justified suspicion of having committed a violent crime. And I, no, hold those people. Yeah, the the list in Chicago right now that that will no longer involve detention of any kind before going to trial are violent crimes, burglary, robbery, arson, kidnapping, drug offenses, DUI offenses, DUI offenses involving a fatality, all do not require detention at all. Uh, Some of that in there, I'm, you know, like DUI, okay, maybe not. Drug offenses, okay, maybe not. Kidnapping? Okay, now we caught you kidnapping. Don't do that. Show up for court. And by all means, don't go kidnap them again and run to another state where we can't find you. Well, well but 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 even then, you know, the, the list that you have, I don't know what the official list is, but I do know that the Cook County Sheriff was on TV uh, having a rather impressive discussion stating that not only on, uh, on that list were what you stated, but second-degree murder and drug-induced homicide. Well, yeah, uh, uh, violent crimes. The, the, only, the only one he didn't mention was first-degree murder. <laughs> exactly. So if you kill your wife, you're still going to jail. Well, if you plan to kill your wife, you're yeah, still if going you to jail. Uh, no, that's, I guess that's capital, isn't it? Or first-degree, that's... that's Yeah. That, that, I planned. That, that's premeditated. Premeditated, yes. Yeah. So if you happen to walk in on your wife with another man and just decide right then and there to shoot them, uh, you know, you, you might actually get off on that one these days. Yeah. In Chicago. Go. They'll send you in Chicago. They'll send you home and ask you to stand trial later, which will give you plenty of time to go to Mexico. Uh, which is hysterical because the Mexicans are complaining that Americans are crossing the border illegally and and living in Mexico and <laughs> and they're ruining the culture because they're bringing all their Caucasianness there. <laughs> and they, they, they want to build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. <laughs> it's just so funny. I'm like. Are you seriously complaining about well, that? Well, that that actually kind of leads me into something else that that might be interesting to talk about. I am sure you're aware of what the big news story of the week was. Queen, Which, Eli- like, Queen Elizabeth. 
Oh, okay. I was going to say, which big news story? Like, there's 50 at any given time. Uh, okay. Well, the the one that's really being specifically talked about now, which is the passing away of the Queen of England, who was the longest sitting monarch, I think, basically at this point ever. Um, at least in English history. Uh, and um, the controversy that you... you know, being Americans, I can understand that we don't. A lot of us look at it and go, "Okay, it's the Queen of England. It's she was a nice old lady. I'm sorry she's gone." But the amount of vitriol and anger that is coming towards the Queen of England at the moment is staggering. Louis the Fourteenth has the record at 72 years and 111 days. Number two is Elizabeth the Second. Well, I. But Louis the Fourteenth was probably uh, much more reasonably hated. <laughs> so far, they are talking about the fact that Queen Elizabeth has resided over the, uh, and I, th I think this is almost a direct quote, the most heinous colonial empire the world has ever seen. They realize Genghis Khan is in that mix, right? Well, hell, the Romans are in that mix. The Alexander the Great is in that mix. Um, and it kind of goes into, first of all, what what I want to talk about. Now, first of all, if you're if you're really pissed off at Queen Elizabeth for this, um, go check out how the power structure in Britain actually works, because no one asked her about it at all. She doesn't actually have a whole lot of power. Per she, se. she has a voice, but she doesn't. She does. She doesn't have. She she's considered the head of state, but at the same time, yeah, no nobody's asking her anything. She yeah. gets to shake the hand of the prime minister and say, "Yeah, go form a government," and that's really the extent of her political power right there and then. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just a lot of. Yeah, I, I don't know how much actual. I mean, it's not like kings of old, you know, like King George the Third. That was a dude who consolidated power, all right? Like that dude uh, uh, had some Louis Louis the Fourteenth. Louis the Fourteenth had some. Now, he kind of lost. It. He lost his head out over the over the whole thing, but that's hey, not here nor there. Got a little. You got a little loopy there. <laughs> but I mean, there were there were English monarchs that that had a great deal more power than her. However, um, no one can look at England right now, especially in my personal opinion, and I'm sorry, English people, uh, after the disaster that was Brexit and go, yeah, this is going well. This is super. Well, th Enjoying that's, this. That's kind of not the direction I was going to go in with this. My direction I was going to go into this, and you hit it a little bit more with the whole Genghis Khan thing, which is – are we really going to continue to vilify and seek retribution for past colonialism? Oh, I think the answer to that is 100 percent. Look at look at all the things. I mean, look at the things they're doing in this country. Oh, no, no. I, I know it's, it's but it's kind of like one of those things like seriously. I mean, this is really where we're going. Can you speak? Can you find on a map any place in the world that has not been? conquered at some point in time or the other antarctica good in point. recorded I'll, history antarctica i'll rephrase populated it <laughs> no 
I was gonna say because there's a whole treaty that says nobody can claim Antarctica, but but th- which that's will what I'm change saying. once they find there's resources under Antarctica and the snow all melts. You, I guarantee you that's gonna change. Somebody's oh, gonna yeah. somebody's gonna do that. But but at the same time, you know the the Chinese, even the Han Chinese, are really primarily Mongolian at this point. Uh, they, they'd hate to hear that. The Koreans are primarily Japanese. The Japanese were primarily Chinese. Uh, you know, yes, we supposedly had indigenous people in the United States prior to the Western culture coming and colonizing the area. But even then, those indigenous people weren't actually indigenous. So at what point are we going to look around and say, OK, you people are full of shit? I'm just so glad I'm not the one who said indigenous people aren't indigenous. That's awesome. Let's send your hate mail to Jay. Oh, no, I, I, honestly, that is a statement I will debate with anyone. And it is one I'm convinced of because, quite frankly, like, I mean, look, I'll, we, we started with Britain. So I'll use Britain as an example and basically say that indigenous people really do fit in in the same way. The British people. Unless, of course, you have lived your entire life and your entire family is from Wales. The British people are not British. The British people are basically gone. They were originally conquered by the Anglo-Saxons, and the Anglo-Saxons were common, were conquered by the Normans. And the Normans were actually a piece of France that was conquered by the Norse. You're not my king. I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. <laughs> But but see that but see that my point is is that you can pick just about any part of the world that is populated today and you can basically go down that list and do the same thing. There are no such thing as indigenous people in this in this world anymore. Well, I would say that most, except for some of the forgotten tribes in in the Amazon, most have had some kind of cultural mixing of of DNA and various types of of other um, but but the, other people. But the Native Americans, or, or well, whatever term you want to put for, use for them, I, I know American Indian is considered just like taboo these days. Native American, Indigenous people, whatever term you want to use for it, the people who were white riding horses before the well, not even they weren't even riding horses. The people who were living here well, before Plains Indians were. before the Europeans got here, uh, the, they were not exactly even nice to each other. Oh, anybody who says they were all like one unified thing have never met any of the plains well, no, <laughs> tribes but, but, but like even, the Comanche, but the even Apache. Then, but even then, you've got you've got places, and and I don't, and I'll admit I don't necessarily know all the tribes who are where where the other. But you've got people who are starting speeches at colleges talking about the fact of how the land was originally owned by this tribe or that tribe, and not even recognizing the fact that that tribe conquered another tribe to get who conquered another tribe to get the land. I would argue that any piece of, of real estate, for say for Antarctica, any piece of real estate that you can point to has changed hands more times than history records, generally speaking. And and before anybody starts to say that this is a good thing, I am not suggesting that going out and conquering other parts of the world at this point in time or any point in time should be considered acceptable. But it is where we are. So rather than simply looking at the past and trying desperately to find retribution for the past, which is, I don't know how war goes on and 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 on. Why not basically look and start from the status quo today and try to find ways to move forward? 
Because it is, in fact, a status quo. Because if you have a small country, let's say you're, I don't know, you know, somewhere in the Congo, or you are a very small, uh, well, like Romania, or like, um, you know, Ireland, or, or, or something like that, you, you either belong to something bigger, or there is nowhere to go that's up. You know what I mean? Like, if you were... If you're Papua New Guinea or Jamaica, actually, I'll I'll argue with you that one with the Irish, though, because the Irish have done something throughout the world that has got the rest of the world up in arms trying to figure out how to fight. And the Irish have basically looked at everybody and told them to go pound sand. And that's because the Irish has the lowest corporate tax of any country in the world, just about. So you've got a lot of places, a lot of corporations that are basically setting up their headquarters in Ireland and paying taxes to the Irish rather than wherever it is that they are generally going. You know, uh, and I don't know if it's still this way, but if you're an artist in Ireland, you don't have to pay taxes either. It's crazy. Um, I was like, I'll go to Ireland. <laughs> you know, like, screw this. I don't need this. Stuff. But, uh, but you have to stay an artist. <laughs> they don't make as much there. Uh, however, if you're a small, tiny little country and you want to be and you want a bigger piece of the pie, you want to be a bigger country. It is almost impossible to do that now. So you're stuck at the kids table, essentially, while everyone from the U.N., you know, all the big movers and shakers from the U.N. or all, all the big nuclear powers or whatever. Talk about whatever scraps you're going to get. And, and it's, but, it's but, frustrating. But, but once again, I will argue that one with you, and I'll argue that one with you, still continuing to use the example of Ireland. And basically what that is is that if you take some of these smaller countries and they manage to get their shit together. Uh, now, what you're dealing with a lot of these really small countries is a lot of personal corruption. Uh, that Not that you don't get that anywhere, but that personal corruption say, have you is... looked at our government? Yeah, I was going to say that per, per, per a personal corruption in those smaller countries is what is holding some of them, not all of them, some of them back. To well, the point a fine where... example is like North Korea. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas you look at somebody like South Korea, which is, you know, once again, a one of those tiny little countries who have become so industrious that it is one of the highest standard of living standards of living in the entire world. Versus North Korea, which has chosen not to do that. You look at some of the African countries in which you have enough people, not necessarily even people before somebody goes there, not even necessarily the European people who came in and colonized and tried to uh, take advantage of the resources. But you do have countries there that have resources that are selling those resources to the rest of the world. But you've got one guy there who's reaping all the benefits and just destroying the rest of the country that country has the ability to become a great country with lots of excellent resources the people in the middle east did it i mean look at look at a picture of dubai from 1984 to today and you can't tell me that it's not possible for one of these countries that has resources to better itself well that's what i'm talking about though look at look at that sentence i mean that has resources but they all have some fashion or form of resources if they're willing to take advantage of them and exploit Or if them. they have the technology. I mean, are you telling me but that's, that... But that's, but that's obtainable is what I'm saying. 
Well, I mean, like the the folks in Liberia, much I I, I mean, or, or you know, Botswana, you know, they have two million people in there. I think it's like two million. They have like two million people in their whole freaking country, and they don't have the resources, the people, the manpower, or something like that to to get any bigger than they are, and they will always be a small country, you know, like the the, the folks in Burundi. Are are not, and I know I'm picking African <laughs> countries here, but but like you're like, what are you gonna do? You want to expand? Okay, what do you do? How do you how do you negotiate those resources? How do you make yourself bigger? You can't, and you can't do I, land grabs either because there's in other countries. We're all like together, and anytime somebody of any reasonable size starts a war, like I don't know Russia, <laughs> yeah. On Ukraine, like, we need those resources. We want the farms. We want the oil. We want this. We want that. We want your stuff. But what but, happened? But I, mean, I guess what I'm saying is, is that is if you were to manage to, and I, and I will admit that this is a difficult one to accomplish, to cut out the megalomaniacal middleman, I'm talking to you, Putin, um, it, it, that it is possible not likely, not easy, it's possible for these countries to find ways to move into the 20th century, to, you know, become come out of the developing world and become part of the developed world. It's I mean, not easy. It's not no, easy. I mean, you get countries like Monaco, right? Monaco did it with finesse, right? Like, our yeah. country is beautiful. We have an F1 race here, probably the most... Uh, beautiful scenery you've ever seen you know we have a rich tradition and and that kind of of mystique with it and they're you know some of the most powerful and luxury yacht you know powerful people and biggest luxury yachts in the world all make monaco a sailing destination because it's just so beautiful and people want to go there Liechtenstein doesn't have the same options all right that's all i'm saying i mean <laughs> You know, what I they mean? don't, they, don't like, ha, they don't have that same option, but it doesn't mean they don't have options. I mean, I, look at look at Switzerland. They just started opening banks. The Cayman Islands managed to accomplish that one. Just there, there are ways to accomplish it. If yeah, you, but every, for every Switzerland, you have like three Rwandas. You know, or I'm not saying that these are luxury destinations at the moment. <laughs> I'm saying that if that it is within the realm of possibility, I know there's got to be a lot of negotiation. I know there's got to be a lot of cultural work, but it's it's everything right here. It, look, I'll, I'll even go with the United States. You know, we still have a long way to go, but we can look at the past and talk about how we should be doing reparations for slavery, or we can talk about how to improve impoverished people's lives from here on out. Stop worrying about the people who've been dead for 200 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So you you take one of these countries. We'll, we'll go back to to Rwanda. If the Rwandans choose, the Tutsis and the Hutus can bury the hatchet and move forward, and stop worrying about who killed whose great 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 grandfather some 32 generations ago. Now they they can do that. They probably won't, but they can. It's possible. And if they it can is. do that, they can actually manage to do it. And that's basically what I'm saying is, is that as a p 
population, I don't mean American population, I mean a world population. Somewhere along the line, we're going to have to stop worrying about what happened 16 generations ago and start worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. And I, if we I, can, and, and I, if, I don't think we're good enough to do that as a as a species. Oh, once again, I'm, and as I said, I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that I'm actually expecting it to happen. We remember, I'm the cynical asshole here. I'm saying that's what it would take to do it. And that when you have a nice old lady who's 96 years old who dies, and you've got a, a, a million or so people who want to say that they hope she burns in hell for colonialism that happened, uh, that that be, ended. Decades ago, you know, there there hasn't been you know a, a any British control of India since before uh, well World War Two at least World War Two really after World War Two they kind of gave up a lot of everything except for uh, and I'm going to use his line because he's Eddie Izzard you know oh we need the Falklands for strategic sheep purposes. <laughs> Uh, they didn't give the Falcons back, which I I, I never did understand. But, uh, but but at the same time, so all of this stuff has ended decades ago, and you're going to vilify a little old lady who just passed away. Now, we're not talking about whether or not the... Yeah, but that little old lady was the monarch, okay? It but, wasn't just like your grandma or something like that. I mean, it was... She was a sitting monarch, and she did. She was in charge of the country from you know seventy years ago. But she hadn't. She she may have been titularly the. Um, she was the head and not the controlling body. I will exa- totally. Exactly. I mean, Parliament had something to do with it. Let's just say that. But you you, you want to vilify Tony Blair? Great. Well, yeah, there's a lot bigger assholes and fish to fry in in Britain in general than uh the the queen who has passed but but, um, but the example i'm trying to make with this is that rather than doing this rather than looking at what what's happened over the decades ago that's no longer even technically with example with the exception of the falklands an actual problem you know no, and they almost lost what what was it? Uh, they almost lost Scotland a little while, a couple of years ago, and then you know they they kept them because of the whole like European Union thing, and then they did Brexit, and Scotland's like, what the hell? <laughs> like w- we stayed because of that, and then you got rid of that. What the hell? You know. Uh, so I mean, there's 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 a big chunk in there that they're gonna have to. <laughs> You know, uh, sort of like uh, John, Jack Sparrow. You know, there's pirated. You're blood boy. And someday you're going to have to square with that. Uh, they're going to have to square with Scotland and Ireland, who are still not thrilled about being part of England. No. <laughs> so it's I mean, even they're just gonna... Northern Ireland, which I still can't figure out why they don't just give back. I don't. I look. I'm. I. You know, my people. <laughs> my people are not a complicated bunch, but we are stubborn. So, uh, so I get. Oh, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is not the fact that any of these things are bad or excuse me, any of these things weren't bad, that there aren't places in this world that are under just terrible situations at the moment. But a lot of that is coming from worrying about what's happened decades and centuries in the past. And if you really want to start, you know, continue to look at these things, well, I mean, OK, then 
let's 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 kill all the Mongolians. Oh well, you know, shit. Now we can't figure out who's not Mongolian since we know that so many people have genetics based all the way back down to Genghis Khan. Um, Isn't it like a fifth of the planet is somehow related to him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh shit. You know. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Then we, we we've got to kill the the Italians and the Romans, uh, the, the Greeks. The Greeks definitely have to go. Um, you know, uh, oh, to have to take out the entire, you know, Norse population because they, they, yeah, no, they were just evil. Um, oh, oh, well, okay. If we're going to, if we're really going to take care of slavery, then we really do have to go kill all the Africans that were selling Africans to other Africans before they started selling their own Africans to the white people. Uh, it's never, it's never going to end. Well, it never does end. That's the point. That's human nature. That's why we're a lot of people think we're doomed to fail. And that sucks is my point. <laughs> um, you know, Smith from The Matrix kind of half got it right. There's another organism on this planet that follows the same the pattern. Virus. It's a fantastic villain. Probably one of the best in cinema history as far as I'm concerned. Until they recast uh, him. Yeah. I Look, I was not a big fan of that. Um Hugo Weaving was genius in that role. Um, just, just the affectations of the man. Oh, man, he's just, just the pentameter and the, and the, the, the eyebrow work and the, and like you could feel the vitriol coming off of him. You know, it was so good. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that we're capable of not. Do, I mean, part of our, part of our, our greatest gift and our biggest curse is wrapped up in the same thing. We have a huge memory and we are aware of ourselves, which means that any slight or implied slight carries with us. And while so does um, knowledge and well, actually knowledge doesn't, isn't that transferable because if you look at the history of our, people like they knocked out the library of Alexandria and we lost indoor plumbing for like a thousand years. But, uh, but, but, but generally speaking, we, we carry a lot of that with us. I and, get, and, and I get, I, uh, I and I'm, the part I'm having a tough time with, and I know it's the, the, that tiny little bit of idealism that I do actually have, which is, I can understand if somebody punches you out that you want to punch them back. That I get. So once again, if Russia wants to attack Ukraine and Ukraine wants to defend themselves, I get it. But if somebody attacked your great great grandfather and both of them are dead, then 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 what the what the what the fuck are we talking about? Nothing's happened to you. You're fine. You know, like I'm gonna stop by oppression. You're not being oppressed. You know, it's it's one of the big problems I have with feminism. Uh, like. You, nobody's well, oppressing you. Actually, the the part of that that I that I had never, I'll admit, never had occurred to me whatsoever until I started hearing somebody spitting out the statistics is uh, the percentage of men versus women in blue collar jobs. Oh no, and, there's and, there's and the virtually that, none. And, and the uh, fact no that you, that there is, and I I won't say there isn't any women attempting to enter those workforces i actually know of several who've had my trouble. wife has uh, got a blue collar job um and, and 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 i'm sure that with a lot of other people she's had problems uh yes okay so i'm not saying that it doesn't exist i'm saying that you don't have that that really where you have people getting up in arms is when you can when you have a woman who can't get a white collar job 
Yes. If, you, if she hits a glass ceiling in a white collar job, this is something the nation needs to talk about. But if she doesn't, if she doesn't want to have to be a blue collar job, well, no, that's 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 fine. You know what's funny is is the biggest problem Shannon has, and she'll tell you this. I could get her on the podcast if she was home. I'd get her on the podcast right now, and I'd have her tell you. Uh, but she says the biggest problem she has in blue collar jobs. She's worked a blue collar job her whole life. Uh, is not the men. Generally speaking, the boys care about one thing. Can you do the job? If you can do the job, then you can be one of the boy, the one of the guys. And nobody cares if you do the job the same as they do. And, and everybody punches in the same and everybody does the same job. They don't care. She'll tell you that she'll tell you that the biggest problem she has in every one of her blue collar jobs she's had for the last 24 years is other women in that blue collar job. That's actually making a bit of sense to me, considering that I'm thinking of a story that a friend of mine told me that her daughter is uh, went to school for carpentry, uh, trade school and all that it is a wonderful carpentry, builds furniture left and right and has had problems getting and keeping jobs working with carpenters. And the last one she lost was because she said something to her foreman's wife because the foreman was hitting on her. Mm-hmm. And the foreman's wife approached the foreman. The foreman basically did the whole "I have no clue what she's talking about." Then fired her. Yeah. Um, the, it's it's weird. Shannon says it can go one of two ways. Uh, either the women are just like you, and they are trying to do their best in a blue collar society and and or in a blue collar environment. And Shannon's like the the way you do that is you be one of the boys. You know, and she goes, it's stupid, but men are stupidly easy to work with. Do your job and and well, don't rat on anybody. We're men. We're simple creatures. We are very simple creatures. It's like, do your job. Don't rat on people. Right. Unless you really need to for, you know, some kind of like life is in danger or something like that. But other than that, keep your mouth shut. And that's generally like serious bro code type of stuff. Right. It's this, and people laugh, but it exists. Right. Um, she said every time, every time she's had trouble with a job, it has been because either um, some other woman was in the same slot or in the same area as her and she felt like she her position was being threatened. So she lashed out and got all kinds of caddy or she was on a power trip wanting to make sure that everybody knew that she was in charge. She said that is she's been working in the in blue collar male dominated industries for 24 years. And those are the two problems that she has most of the time. She's like 80, 90 percent of the time. The guys are not the problem. They're like they show up just like everybody else. And as long now you do have to prove yourself. You do have to prove that you can do the job, whereas a guy probably wouldn't have to do that. But after that. Well, a, a guy it's has fine. to prove that he can't do the job. <laughs> if he right. proves that he can't do the job, they, they will be brutal. Right. It, but women are not given that benefit of the doubt. And I think that's largely wrong. However, that seems to be how it is. But, she's, but she also says that once you are part of the guys, they protect you like their kid sister. Oh, absolutely. Nobody screws with you. <laughs> she's like, it's the best feeling in the world. 
You know, you got like she used to show up at fight calls and all that kind of stuff with like eight, nine slabs of beef behind her, you know, that are like <laughs> 250, 300 pounds. And she's a sergeant. <laughs> you want us to kill them now, Shannon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just fold them up, spin, fold spindle and mutilate and put them in the cop cars, you know? Okay. And and it was fine. You know, she took care of them. They were her boys and they took care of her and nobody touched her. Um, other things, they, they always treated her like she was a little sister uh, because she was one of the boys. And Shannon tells the dirtiest jokes you ever heard. <laughs> you know? Somehow because that doesn't surprise me. That's the that's what you do. Right. She's one of the guys. And they always considered her one of the guys. If you want to be in a in a male dominated industry, do what they do. She that's what she says. She's like, it's just easier to just go and do your job like you're supposed to instead of like calling attention to you, that you're a woman. They they know you're a woman. They can see that you don't need to call attention to it. They're worried you're going to make more work for them when you prove you don't. Then they're perfectly accepting. They don't care. It is not the same if you flip it. If you're uh, the only guy in a female office, and I say office because you're not going to find many female blue collar, all all female blue collar hey, things. Hey, I, I work in medicine. Yeah, yeah, that's an office, right? <laughs> you keep you, your damn head down. That's you, what you, you do. Don't, you don't find as now you find more than you used to, but you don't find as many male as female nurses. No. Um, now. Am I wrong in saying you keep your damn head down and you keep your mouth shut? Oh, no. No. I, I had a conversation <laughs> several years ago with a, uh, a female medical assistant who was in her early 20s. Uh, in the office that I was working in, I tended to hide in the office uh, kitchen <laughs> sure. uh, in between patients where they were going to need my help. And she sure. looked at me. She was a very, very, very friendly young woman. She looked at me. She goes, why are you always hiding back here? You can always come up and hang out in the nurse's station and, you know, talk to everybody. And no. I went and, and my statement was, is in all honesty, that scares me. She's like, what are you scared of? I'm like, I, I am a, you know, middle aged white man. I flat out told her that I am a middle aged white man. I say the wrong thing. And that scares me. And she said, well. You know, don't you think women are scared these days, too, and uh, of being and I went, yeah, I understand. But I grew up in a time period in which if you put your foot in your mouth, something which I am exceedingly good at, you know, somewhere along the line, somebody said, I didn't appreciate that. And it gave you the opportunity to either apologize for it and move on with your life or be an asshole. Right. You could now, pick. Now, nowadays, it's basically just assumed that you're an asshole. You're reported for being an asshole, and now my kid doesn't go to college. Right. So, quite frankly, yes, that scares me. Yes, I will be hiding back here till somebody needs something. If somebody wants to come talk to me, I'm happy to talk to them. But at the same time, am I going to go out of my way to come up and socialize with a bunch of 20-some-year-old young women? No. In no. fact, In fact, I still remember... <laughs> setting up a laser for a physician and fleeing the room and somebody asking me they're like you came out of there like a rocket and i said yeah there's nothing that scares a middle-aged white man more than a young woman wearing a berkeley sweatshirt yeah i can't say anything around that woman that's like every word that comes out of my mouth will be wrong and offensive uh yeah yeah um 
you know, it's weird because little actions or little things like alter your your actions forever at that. Like, I will not hold doors for anybody now unless I know you or you're very old. Oh, no, I, I still I hold, will not hold doors. For I still anybody. hold doors for people. There are certain I don't hold anything. OK, um, we, we, we've talked about this before. I'm a little bit on the neurodivergent side. Uh, so I am, I, the only social skills I have are things that I have learned by rote and they all generally come down to what would have been called in your and I's days, courtesy. Oh, absolutely. Southern hospitality works down here. I I get it. So, so I, I, I hold doors for people. I say, please. I say, thank you. I say, yes, ma'am. I say, yes, sir. And it is just one of those things because I don't know how else to act. It's one of the reasons why I tell people that in a professional situation, I hold myself together very, very well, but in a social one, I am just garbage. Um, because, because a professional situation has rules that I know how to follow, and they're all generally the rules of courtesy. Whereas a social situation, those things are always changing, and I just have no clue what somebody's actually trying to tell me. I had a group of three or four women just accost me outside my own office building. Now, I worked in a big office building, and it was uh, there were many companies in there. And I held, they were coming behind me probably 15, 20 feet, and I grabbed the door and held it open for them. And they all, as a group, stopped and then started yelling at me that I was that, that I was making them a slave to the patriarchy and we can open our own doors, make our own money, and have our own babies, and we don't need a man for anything. And it was like wildly uncomfortable and went on for minutes. Before, yeah. uh, you know, I, I made the decision right then and there. I'm never holding the door for anybody except uh, old people and people I know. It wasn't exactly that drastic, but having run into a similar situation, my my way of handling that was to say, you're welcome, and walked away. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, well, it, it was. I, I didn't e- know this was bad. It was you know? either going to be you're welcome or go fuck yourself, and I chose <laughs> you're welcome. You know, and I didn't know, like, wh- I, I'm like, when did this become a thing that was – making uh, like how did i oppress them you know like because that's the word they kept using and i'm like how am i oppressing i just opened the damn door i did i thought that's what you're supposed to do that also goes back into my not necessarily knowing naturally how to handle those things i've got one of two directions that my brain will go in it's just a question of which switch you flicked one (laughs) one one direction is to continue to be exceedingly polite you're welcome have a wonderful day and then just walk away. The other one is to go exceedingly vulgar, vulgarously hostile. <laughs> you fucking pig, go fuck yourself. <laughs> there will be no in between. I just, and it's, I, and yeah, it's one I, of the reasons why I, I don't like confrontation. It's not because it, it scares me. It's because that there's no middle ground for me. Either I'm going to be exceedingly polite or exceeding vulgar, exceedingly vulgar and offensive and hostile. There's not going to be any middle ground. You know, I just, it, I, yeah. I, <laughs> it goes back to our discussion <laughs> about the Miata. I was sitting here filling up uh, gas in uh, my van at one point in time, and a guy pulls up a Miata in a Miata just not long after I, you know, learned about what you can do with Miatas. And I'm sitting here looking at the Miata, and I get, what are you looking at? And my brain went the other direction, and my answer that came out of my mouth was a pussy in a Miata. <laughs> So, so my, so I tend to just out of sheer, you know, safety, go for courtesy and politeness in any situation I can. Um, 
so yes, somebody freaks out at me for holding the door. My responses to them is, you know what? You're very welcome. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, that was not the and and the best part is the look on somebody's face when you respond with their to their hostility with politeness. That part I actually enjoy. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced that women probably in general, like right now, there's there's a significant portion of them who are just waiting for guys to do something, you know, that we have been taught to do. And they have a prepared tirade on 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 just just sitting there right on deck waiting to come out because uh, I've seen it happen to a bunch of people recently. And I'm like, the OK, only, the like, only time that bothers me, if, if I hear somebody go off on a tirade of that nature and then not long after ask why it is that they can't get a date. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I don't know if that happens very much, but I mean, there's there's a lot of of I mean, because they especially like city city women um, like you get these girls in their 20s and 30s who uh, are women in their 20s and 30s who you, you hear this sense all the time, you know, like these these contradictory things like why don't men approach men need to step up and men need to don't look at me, though. You know, you need to step up, you need to approach, and you need to, you know, like uh, the, the bar has been raised and all this stuff, and they don't want you to talk to them, they don't want you to look at them, they don't want you to approach them, well, they don't want you to do anything. But, but even, you're like, oh, okay. But we've talked about this with the relationships in, in the past and where we think relationships are going, and this is why I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that the moment you can get a, a, a robotic companion that... Oh, the, humanity's done. Well, either that or humanity goes to being developed in a test tube, one or the other. Well, um, I mean, humanity as you know it, as soon as there is be, a viable substitute for sexual relations, but not, but humanity not, as you know it is done. But not even not even sexual relations. Imagine just the ability to, uh, uh, okay, I think you're being a bitch today, so I'm going to alter your programming. Oh, no, it won't even take that. You're See, you're going two, three steps beyond where I think it'll be. As long if you can replace... If you can replace, and, and there is a significant, actually, there's probably no women who listen to this, so it's fine anyway. But, <laughs> but if you can replace, I know of one who basically says that she rage quits usually before the end of the cast. <laughs> I, I am sorry, it's probably my fault. It's, it's normally my fault. <laughs> Here's your rage quit signal, pre in advance. Um, uh, if you can take a a device that looks like a person. And have a guy have sex with it. You will watch. Not even personality. Like just, just it takes the place. It's a walking, talking, woman-looking thing that he can have sex with. You will watch. I, I will prom. I will make this prediction right now. The human races, uh, uh in whatever country they are available in, the reproduction rate will drop by 80 percent uh, overnight I, I don't disagree with you but i'm going to take beef side on this one just a little bit and say that there has to be also a replacement for companionship there that'll and, come and, secondary but 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 what i'm because what i'm going to say is is that it, right now everybody wants companionship but they don't like companionship because it can be too difficult so the moment yeah, you but... make companionship easy 
Uh, okay, I feel like my I, I feel like I want my uh, my girlfriend to be a slut tonight. I'm gonna put the the slut chip in her. Um, okay, I feel like I, I want my chip's never coming out of there. <laughs> I I want my uh, my companion to be the type that sits on the couch in their pajamas and watches TV with me tonight. That's yeah, the chip's chip never coming out of there. <laughs> but 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 you but you know what I mean? Just the idea that you can suddenly make companionship easy. Well, and, because that, that's that's the problem we're running into right now is the fact that we as a society have become selfish enough in our wants and our needs that we're no longer willing to compromise to have companionship with another human being. Well, it also it comes down to how the different, uh, you know, the two genders or, or genders. And I know that's freaking controversial. there, just saying there's two. But how the classic genders are are hardwired. Right. But, what do men want? And versus what women want. They're two different things. But there, but there was a period in time in which there was a give and take to that. There was a compromise. And yeah, that, and that's and that, gone, though. Oh, exactly. So It's gone. So, so if you but get to which point, one could you replace easily, though? Right? What do what do men want, generally speaking? Oh, uh, they, a they, wife They want who, the slut chip. <laughs> they want, they want sex. Well, I mean, boil that down. They want sex on a fairly regular basis. They want something that uh, comforts them. And they want something that brings peace to their life. Yeah. That's it. Can you program that? Yeah, you can. It'd take a little while, and we're about maybe 10 years from it. But that is an achievable goal. What do women want in a mate? And see, the worst part about it is, is that once I once I disagree with you there, I know where you're going with that, which is the fact that it's a little bit more complicated. They want the I think what it is, is the six, six, six now. Have you yeah, heard I've, I've heard four sixes, uh, six figure over six foot, six inches of dick and six pack abs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but but so that guy doesn't exist. Now that well, the, with that said, there's only one piece of that that you couldn't get in a robotic companion. That's the six figure salary. Well, yeah, but that's it, first on the list. But but at the same time is once women realize that they're no longer looking for someone to do that with, they'll all just become influencers and, you know, have their male robot or or however that works. Yeah, once, here's the problem with that. You're you can only become an influencer when people care I, about what I, you're doing. I, I was being sarcastic with that one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, m- my point is, is that we, is that the, you'll find women going more and more and more towards that independence concept. Once they realize that the male companionship of that nature is it's simply over. not there and over yeah, that, it's over. you know, once again, they'll be able to get a guy who is going to rub their feet for them at the end of the day, um, with their six pack ab is six foot long and six inch long, six inch long, um, all of that will be once again there for them and they can put the foot rub chip in their head today. They can put the draw me a bath and light all the candles chip in their head today. They can, however they want to put that whether, and, and I, and once again, because I've got plenty of female friends, they can put the dick me down as hard as possible chip in there today. However that basically works. Once, once people be they male or female or, uh, non-binary trans, whatever it may be, the moment that you can actually have your companion look like whatever you want, act like whatever you want, and do whatever you want, human interaction, other than on a professional sense, is gone. Here's where I think you're wrong, and I think you're you you have you're right about women in their twenties. That's absolutely true. Women in their fifties, absolutely true. 
problem is there's there's women in their 30s and 40s. And what is the one thing you forgot to mention in the 30s and 40s age women? In late 20s. Uh, baby? Baby crazy. But once okay. again, you're, you're also coming to a point in time where even today, you, you, women are telling you that they don't need you to have a baby. Until they have a, until they are single mothers. And then it's a problem. Because, well, we, won't, we, we don't have to get into that now, but, but that's a whole other mess. I'm just saying, the minute you add kids to that particular thing, being a single mother in today's society is incredibly difficult and soul-crushing. Uh, just because there then, is no help. Then between now and next cast, start looking at the statistics for young women who are having themselves sterilized. Oh, man. Young men, too. Uh, exactly. So, And that's where I think you're wrong on that one. I think it's... I think... Mm, yeah, but they're having themselves sterilized before they get baby crazy. And I, I and that's my point, is you've got them, they're, they're flat out having ovaries removed prior to... Yeah, that's going to change. That's they're they're going to self-correct on that. It's not because they're, they're everybody says they don't want kids in their 20s. You know, like it's it's, it's very few uh, who, you, who are just like, having, I'm going to be like this forever. But you you're know? having more and more physicians who are willing to do that to young women. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. You know, because it's right now there are too many people on the planet and we are having too many children now. The, the or we do have and, and, too many. Children. And, and I and, and once again, I see a future now. I think we're several generations away from what I'm about to say, but I see a future in which human beings are genetically test tubed and crush raised. That's not out of the, I think we're aligned on that. I think we're talking about a degree of time scales. Oh, oh, as I said, I think we're several generations away from that, but I think that's where it ends up as once again, people stop interacting. And in, in I would personal. agree. Yeah. The, the whole like boy meets girl, girl marries boy, you know, they have a family and all that's done has been for several decades. Now we're just catching up. Uh, that, that part is, is done. Uh, society has told us that that is not the preferred method for living in our culture today. Uh, we're the but but the problem is our messaging has not caught up yet, right? Our expectations actually our messaging is caught up. Our expectations have not, and that's that's the 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 delta that I'm tracking, right? Is is the catching up of the expectations to the societal messaging. That's the that's the delta that I like to to look at because we haven't gotten there yet. We're yeah. still looking at traditional quote unquote family coupling, and that ain't ha that's not how uh, yeah. stuff works. And, now. And, and I'm thinking the moment that the technology industry can make all of that easy on an individual, it's where the individual can be selfish and not have to share. That that'll that that'll go away. You'll still have some people out there, but the moment you get to a point where you've got an artificial intelligence robot that will do and be everything you want them to be. Yeah, society as we know it currently is done. Yeah, you know, and and I yeah. and and not long after that, um, Skynet takes over. <laughs> yeah, because we're basically pets, you know, at that point. But uh, uh, it'd be much more like iRobot. 
But uh, have you have you been watching anything or listening to anything, entertaining yourself with anything this week? Uh, well, not yes. Uh, one, um, it's going on right now, and they're they're releasing new episodes. Is uh, Lower Decks? Oh, is what a good show! Phenomenal, and it's getting better too. It's not. Yeah, like I'm it's not even... sure who's writing that, but they are excellent. Now, I, I think we talked about it. Did you know that Boimler and Mariner are supposed to make an appearance on? Um, Strange New Worlds this next season. I, I did hear that. Uh, and, and, I don't know the, exactly how they're going to do it, but yes. Well, they're coming in Robert. I don't know how they're going to do it story wise, but the ta- they, they're coming in Roger Rabbit wise. They're coming in as animated create characters. Wow. wow that's or, weird. Or, or let's put it this way: that's the article that I read. <laughs> that's that's going to be fun. Um, but but yeah, I'd I'd love to see how they can how they do that and if they can make that work. That'd be amazing. Because they're in the future compared to Strange New Worlds, so it'll yeah. be, I mean, by by a chunk. Um, but uh, I also have been watching uh, on upon your recommendation. Uh, I watched Little Demon. Was that not fun? Uh, it is. I, I'm I'm two episodes in, and you're well, right. I love the mom. <laughs> I love her. I love her so much. It, it, but it just was one of those things I wasn't exp- I was I knew it was going to be a slightly on the vulgar side, but the moment it was kind of like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. She those the, those are boobs. Those the, those the, oh, she's she's really naked. <laughs> it's kind of like, wait a minute. This is FX, not HBO. I mean, come on. Oh, man. I, it was I, I would I wouldn't have pegged that Danny DeVito would have been that good a devil. But he is. He is. Uh, I love that it's it's uh, they're they're playing it right, you know. And, and but my favorite character in the whole damn thing is her neighbor, who oh. just is completely unfazed by absolutely anything. <laughs> Your neighbor is drawing a pentacle on the floor and stripping down, covered in uh, <laughs> gothic tattoos and chicken blood, <laughs> and she's just like, oh well, I guess I'll just wait here. Yeah, while ha- while having uh, a picture of sangria, <laughs> sangria is so good. Like I want to date that chick. Okay, that's the chick you want to date right there. What, what was the, the, uh, at the? I can't remember what it was. She's like, oh well, at this point, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like uh, there is not much you could suggest to that particular woman where she go. I'm not into that. Right. Like any normal request. <laughs> You know, like, uh, you know, I, it's it's just so good. I I was surprised how much because I, I don't particularly enjoy the animation style, but it is fantastic, fantastically written. Just great. Uh, well, I uh, picked up a documentary on Netflix. Uh, there's a series of documentaries called Untold. Uh, there you seen many of them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Usually about sports. Um, the ones really I, good, too. Yes. Uh, the one that I watched just because I remember it being the fact that I grew up in the sa- in a sailing community, which is the one on the year that the Australians actually managed to take the America's Cup away from. I was gonna watch that the other day and I didn't. Is it good? It is. It's it's excellent. Really, really good. Goes into exactly how they won, what they did, how they designed the ship, all of that stuff, as well as a lot of the politics that went into it, a lot of the dirty tricks that went back and forth. Um, it, it you know. It, it, well, first of all, it's been a long, long time since I've had to pass basic seamanship, but 
just even then watching a lot of the stuff as far as how this stuff works and how they put it together. It's one of the reasons why I really like the Formula One show on Netflix, because it's as much about how they build the cars. Um, you know, yeah, it's good. Drive to Survive, I drive, think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but but they, a lot of it into the innovations that went into the Australian boat. And as far as how, excuse me, um, it, you people want, a lot of times like to think of it similar to aerodynamics, but how boats go through water is different. And it's mm, it's mm-hmm. j- just in the way they even built the keel to the machine to the ship, which was the the main difference. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. A really, really good one. If you have any interest in sailing whatsoever or have any history with the America's Cup, um, yeah, it, it's awesome. I would, uh, you know, the best racing, um, the best racing story, in my personal opinion, that has ever been told is the Grand Tour. Jeremy Clarkson goes over the, uh, I think it's 1983 Rally Championship Series. Audi, uh, Audi versus Lancia. If you know anything about cars, you'll know that Lancia, it was the last car. The 037 was the last car to win the rally championships that was not four-wheel drive. They beat a four-wheel drive Audi Quattro, which was a world-beating car, with a two-wheel drive Italian car. And they, it it is probably one of the most magnificent racing stories in modern history and told to perfection by Jeremy Clarkson, who is an aficionado of that sort of thing. And the cheating that went went into that series was incredible. I I tell you what, I I really enjoyed the, especially because it was something I knew nothing about prior to, the the Ford versus Ferrari story. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, but not only that, how Ford was fucking over their own people left and right. Oh, yeah. And it, it, oh, it, yeah. As much as the Ferrari guys were playing dirty, Ford was playing dirty on their own side. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, you're just like, what? <laughs> I was kind of like, dude, don't you want to win? I mean, also, uh, if you if you really want to go down that rabbit hole, there's a fantastic movie uh, by Ron Howard called Rush. uh, Oh, I have seen that one. That was about the one about 2013. Nicky Louder. Yeah, Nicky Louder and uh, uh, oh my God, James Hunt. I'm sorry, I I had a senior moment there for a second. up there with Ford versus Ferrari as far as, you know, the now that was more of drivers um, competing against each other. One was, you know, kind of that hairy chested man's man versus a technical driver. And who was who was very, very, very German, <laughs> very driven, very German, very meticulous. I mean, let's put it this way that just from the German physicians that I know. Uh, his character was no surprise. <laughs> no, and and honestly, and and this is this is blasphemy to say, but I will say it anyway. If if you think James Hunt would have won that championship without Nicky Lauder setting himself on fire, 
you have another thing coming. There is no way James Hunt, when, when everything is equal, there's no way James Hunt beats Nicky Lauda. It just doesn't. It, it's He's too controlled. He's too calculated. He's too uh, uh, just just driven and passionate and everything. And, of course, that's what that's what the movie's about, you know, and uh, just raw talent versus calculated skill. And it's it's an amazing movie. Ford versus Ferrari is another one. But I would still put the the Grand Tours um, special with uh, Audi versus Lancia as the top in my favorite racing story, because it's just it embodies like what you know, if you're racing, racing is a very particular sport. And if you know the rules <laughs> and know how to break the rules, you can win. And that's the story of of Audi versus Lancia, and it's it's just fantastic. Uh, there's there's a bunch of stuff uh, in there, and you know I probably should have gone over like some of my favorite car movies in the last cast we did. Uh, but uh, oh, speaking of that, we should do a shameless plug to both of you who are still listening, <laughs> except for the one woman who rage quits us every day. Um, so. Uh, recently we started a new podcast and we mentioned it a little bit, uh, last, uh, last, last I, I don't know. Yeah. Was it last week? Did yep. we, did we mention that? Yeah. Uh, we did mention it a little bit last week. So we started a, we carried through on our threat to do an eighties <laughs> cheesy movie review. Uh, the first cast of that will be coming up uh, probably the as this is recorded tomorrow, so the twelfth. And, and we reviewed which movie? Uh, we reviewed Ice Pirates first, uh, <laughs> because classic eighties cheese. Uh, <laughs> and then we just reviewed what? Uh, we just re- reviewed one of my classic childhood cheese movies, which is Cannonball Run. And then uh, our next review will be? Our next review. Oh, well, I think we had decided on doing Crawl. Uh, yes, one of my 80s childhood <laughs> classics. <laughs> but uh, you will it, be it, able to find. Yeah, oh, it's so it's so cheese. It's so good. It's just so good. It's like stringy pizza cheese, cheese, you know. Uh, but uh, you will be able to find it on cheesy80smovies.podbean.com. And uh, it's it is going to be fantastically stupid and cheesy, just like uh, the movies that we review. Uh, Jake and I are host as well as my eldest, Kayla, uh, or Squeaker, as she used to be known in uh, GWC terms. And, and I will admit it is definitely quite interesting to get a 12-year-old response to some of these movies. <laughs> Man, Dad, what is this? Did he just kidnap her? Why is she interested in him? He just kidnapped her. Well, that was considered, in the, I was gonna say, that was considered romantic in the It 80s. was romantic at the time, baby. No, that's stalking and kidnapping, Dad. Well, yeah, technically, yes. But but look, he's super <laughs> that, cute. That, no, that was, he's that not. Was, that was legal in the eighties. <laughs> and considered an acceptable way to finding a date. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, like you can't find one, steal one. I mean, like uh, that was a thing in the Hey, it was an improvement from clubbing them over the head and dragging them off by the hair. <laughs> so, yeah, getting her reaction to some of the movies that we've seen. And she's super, she's got a super good uh, sense of humor about it. She's, she dutifully watches all of them and, and 
the other day she even kicked one of her friends out so that she could uh, watch the movie with her old man and get on a podcast with two very opinionated 40-year-old men and tell us we're stupid. And uh, <laughs> I love her for it. <laughs> I really do. She has a little problem screaming into her microphone at the moment, but we're working on that. Working on that. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun so far. We've got two of them in the hole. Uh, by the time this, do you release like normally Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah. Okay. By that time, uh, you can go to cheesy 80s, cheesy 80s movies dot podbean dot com and, uh, find the first cast available there for you. Will, uh, will it be available on basically all the different podcast platforms? It will be once I launch it. Yes, we're going to start with the the main ones and then kind of rotate out to the rest of them from there. Sometimes it takes a couple of days to get them on stuff like iTunes and and things like that. But uh, at least for for now, uh, it will be available uh, just straight up on um, Podbean and and whatever immediately comes with Podbean. Uh, but uh, we're gonna it, it will. After about a week, it will be available to absolutely all the distribution methods. Absolutely. Anything else for this week? I think I've rambled on enough. Well, then we will see everyone next week.